Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello, and welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I hear from so many people, not just in the beauty industry, not in the lash industry, but a lot of small business owners. And it's a little bit worrying because... I just don't know how people survive. Um, I don't. I don't know how people continue to keep working without burnout because paying yourself is a big thing. But I hear it so often from so many people. I've never drawn a wage from my business. I'm three years in and I don't draw a wage. I don't pay myself. I'm putting everything into this business. I don't pay myself at all. Etc. 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 And I think that's really, really sad. I can understand not drawing a proper wage, especially if you're a sole trader. Like if you're in this boat, if you're a sole trader that doesn't draw a proper wage, as in you don't have a payroll, you're not on the payroll, you're not taking tax out of your pay, you're not paying super on your pay, which you don't have to do if you're a sole trader in Australia. But if you're not paying yourself a regular, say, weekly income that's set, it's very grey because you start paying for things through your business that aren't business related. And, you know, some weeks it can be more and other weeks it can be less. And, you know, if you don't keep track of it, it can actually get out of hand really, really quickly. And then, you know, at the end of the financial year, you know, you you get your, your tax done and your accountant says, oh, you've had a profit of $60,000. And you're like, well, I definitely don't have $60,000 in my bank account. <laughs> and you're like, where's it gone? I didn't pay myself. Surely I didn't take that much money out. But then you start looking through, you know, your bank statement and you're like, oh, yeah, fancy dinner here, accommodation here, this course that I didn't really need to do, these products that I didn't really need. They're business related, but I didn't really need to buy them. And that is that is what eats up your profit. So, That is quite a grey area, but more so what I wanted to talk about today is the people that actually don't pay themselves. Now, I understand that in the beginning, your cash flow might be very, very, it might be very low and it might be very sporadic. So, you know, it comes and goes in waves. When you're first starting up and you're trying to build a a regular clientele, you know, you might have two weeks where you're really busy and then two weeks where you're not. And in that case, you know, I'll go off on a little tangent here. If you're going to do that, I advise my coaching clients to get smart about this and, and you know, start to maybe draw some clients out a little bit longer. So, I know that it will hurt initially. Like, say, for example, someone that comes every two weeks, you might just tell a white lie and say, oh, for your next appointment, I'm, I'm actually not available then, but I've got something in three weeks. And so, you push them into a different cycle, if that makes sense. So, you push them out three weeks and then you get them coming back every two but it puts that person into your quiet a week. So you start to have a more even spread of regular clientele so that, you know, you don't have those crazy, crazy, crazy busy weeks where you're fully booked and then you've got a week or a week and a half or two weeks with nothing. So that's a little trick, side note on this episode, little tangent for you, bonus tip, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so Your cash flow can be quite sporadic. And I certainly understand that. I remember back when I first started my lash salon, I had taken out a small business loan to start because I had no money. We weren't wealthy. 
Um, I had my husband's job and I had been working from home for a couple of years and I had my babies. I couldn't work full time. And, you know, I was mainly taking cash. So there was no record really of how much I'd been earning, even though I'd probably been making about a thousand to one and a half thousand dollars a week in cash, which, you know, was great for a little a little side hustle. I was I was teaching aerobics at the gym too. So <laughs> that was my proper job where I worked five hours a week at the gym. But yeah, I didn't really have business, like a, a record of my earnings through my own business. So I was able to secure a very small loan of $25,000. And basically my husband had to go guarantor because, you know, he had the stable income. And it's really funny because I out earn him by, like, I think I triple or quadruple out earn him now. So it's nuts. But thinking back, you know, the banks see, you know, set wages as very, very safe. They're a safer bet. They're going to be able to go after him, you know, the regular income earner, if I can't repay this $25,000. And looking back now, it's such a small amount of money to me. And back then it was huge. It was massive. But anyway, in the beginning, I got a loan of 25000 and it was for my fit out and, you know, my website, um, my branding, you know, the equipment that I needed. I had to buy a laptop so that I could have a point of sale system in the in the salon and, you know, I bought a cash register and all that sort of stuff. So all of that to get set up. I had to pay a bond with my commercial property as well. So it was a few thousand dollars. And yeah, just all of those things to start up. And I was gung-ho, so focused on not failing. I wanted to pay that loan back as quickly as I could. I had this incessant need to prove everybody wrong. You know, I had so many people in my life, my friends and my family that just thought that I was an idiot for starting a salon that was, you know, going to specialize in lashes. And I wasn't going to do skin treatments and I wasn't going to do massages that, you know, that I'd gone to, you know, beauty school and became qualified for. And, And I was quite good at that stuff too. But I just didn't love it. And I could see a real shift in the industry, like towards specialists. And anyway, I had all these people and I'm a very stubborn person. And, you know, if someone says that I can't do something, it's likely this little switch goes off in my head and I'm like, <laughs> I can and I am going to show you. Just you watch me. But that's what I did. I, I didn't pay myself. I... I was lucky to have a husband that, you know, he he did have a good job. He's a civil engineer and we could survive on his wage alone. You know, I'd had two small children. That's what we'd really been doing. And that cash that I was making in my little side hustle home business at the time, that was really just for entertainment money. Like, you know, I used to go shopping and buy clothes and spend it on stuff that I probably shouldn't have been spending it on. I should have been saving it instead of getting a bank loan for my fit out. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure you can relate. I'm, I'm, much, I'm much better with, with money now than I used to be. But yeah, I, I, I didn't need to pay myself a wage for my business. And I wanted all of that profit to go towards that loan. I wanted to pay that loan off as quickly as I could. And I paid it in six months. It took me six months and I paid $25,000 back in full. And obviously I had all my other business costs as well. Like I had rent and I had to buy product and all of that sort of stuff. I did a few training courses at the time as well. I did a couple of extra volume trainings and things like that. I was really trying to get better at what I was doing. And I also had to put a staff member on three months into starting my business because I was just so booked out and I really, really needed help. 
so I had to pay wages as well. So I, I was able to do all that and I was able to pay my loan off and I got it paid off. Then I remember having a meeting with my accountant at the time and he sort of said, oh, you're not paying yourself anything. And I went, oh, I didn't know I was allowed to <laughs> because I had no idea back then. And I had this, I guess, preconceived notion that business was hard, business was tough and, you know, it's a hard slog. And, and look, don't get me wrong, it is. It is a hard slog. But it's important that you do reward yourself for the hard work that you put in. So I remember at the time he said to me, oh, look, I think you can afford to pay yourself about 450 bucks a week, which would make sense because at the time I think I was making, I probably could have paid myself more actually, but I think I was making about eight grand a week between the two of us, between myself and and uh, my one team member who was quite good. We were making about eight grand a week between us, so four grand each. And I was paying myself a very modest wage of $450. And that was enough. We we didn't need anything else to get by. Um, I lived in a much smaller house back then that had a very, very, very small mortgage. I look back and kind of wish <laughs> maybe I had stayed there and not gone into a really massive, built like a really big house and have a, have a big mortgage. Although it's not that big, but yeah, I digress. Looking back then, life was simpler, times were simpler, and um, the cost of my lifestyle was a lot lower than it is now. But yeah, so I was paying myself 450, but I was paying myself. I was seeing some sort of reward for the hard work that I was putting in. And I worry that people that don't pay themselves or they don't draw a wage or they don't see, you know, their personal bank account building, they don't see it going up, they're not going to be able to sustain that high level of work all of those hours that they're going to be putting in that you need to put in in the beginning um, or the first few years of your business. You're not going to be able to sustain that if you're not being rewarded for it. And, you know, yes, business is rewarding. Growing a business is rewarding. Hiring people, developing them and, you know, seeing them grow and, and build their own clientele and, you know, seeing your business account build, it's very rewarding. But you also need to be financially rewarded. So if you're currently not paying yourself at all, I would recommend that you try to. Have a chat with your accountant or your bookkeeper about how much you should be paying yourself or how much your business can afford to pay. It's going to feel a lot better and you're going to want to continue doing what you're doing. It's going to feel worthwhile. You know, I've just done a quick Google search on how much you should be paying yourself. And basically in Australia, a general rule of thumb is 10% of your total revenue. So if your business is bringing in $4,000 a week, you could maybe pay yourself 400, depending on your overheads and, you know, if you've got a business loan or what your rent is, if you've got to pay wages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of variables here. So don't go and start paying yourself $400 because Lauren said that you should. Definitely always go and speak to your trusted financial advisor or accountant or bookkeeper first before you make any of these decisions for yourself because everyone's business is different. You might want to pay yourself more than 10% for a little while because you are building a house or you want to get approved for a loan or something like that and your business can afford it. So that's what you do because you want to look more attractive to a bank for lending or you might just have a time where you need more money personally. But the main point that I'm trying to get at here is you should be paying yourself something if you can. As your business grows, you may be able to pay yourself more. And in Australia, there's, you know, a few different ways to pay yourself. 
mainly if you're a sole trader, you can just take whatever you want. You can withdraw it from the business bank account and then at the end of the year, it goes towards your profit and you'll pay tax on it at the personal tax rate. So not a good idea if you're a sole trader and you're making lots of money. You know, if you're making in excess of $500,000 a year revenue or total business revenue and you are taking quite a lot of money out of your business and you've got a lot of profit, you're going to be taxed at the personal tax rate, which can be quite high if your profit is really high. And I have learned that lesson the hard way as well. So maybe a different structure would be better. If you're bigger, if you've got multiple staff, perhaps changing to a company is a good idea. So also chat with your financial advisor, your bookkeeper, your accountant before you change company structure. But, you know, there's certain tax advantages to being a different structure to, and, and legal advantages as well to becoming a company. So it, it does cost more. It costs a little bit to set it up. And then there's ongoing costs for being a company. But in my case, I'm definitely a company now. I have two companies. Oh, actually, I've got like, ugh, I've got a lot. But, <laughs> but for my salon, I've, I've got a company and the tax rate's a lot lower because I was paying very, very high tax. But it means that I'm also able to be on the payroll. So I can pay myself a proper wage from my company. I pay tax from my wage and I pay myself superannuation. So I know there's a lot of you out there that aren't saving for your retirement as well. Because if you're a sole trader in Australia, the law is that you don't have to pay yourself super. So we're not always going to be this young. (laughs) I know it's easy to not think about it, but my new accountant that I started working with 12 months ago, he's very big on creating wealth for the future. And he's just like, oh my God, you need to be doing this and this and this and this. And we're just sitting there going, but we're not that old. And he's like, well, do you want to keep working forever? I'm like, no, we don't. We want to retire with multiple properties. We want to retire with, you know, shares. We want to retire with cash. You know, we want to own all of our properties. We, we've got those big goals and, you know, we've got maybe 20 years left. I'm 40 next year. Uh, my husband is 43 you know, we don't want to be working forever. We don't want to be working till we're 70. I don't know. I might actually, I might get bored. <laughs> I'll be one of those retired people with a million hobbies and onto like crazy, I don't know, doing weird stuff. I don't know. Traveling all, I don't know. I, I think I get sick of traveling too. I'm not sure. Maybe I will be working till I'm 70 or 80 because I'll just be too bored when I'm not. But I don't want to have to work. I don't want to feel that pressure that so many people there's certainly people in my family that, you know, they have to keep working because they need the money and they're getting on. And, you know, I don't want to have to have that pressure. I want to be able to have the choice. I want to have the freedom of being able to choose whether I want to work or not um, or how hard I want to work. But I've gone off on a little tangent again about super. You should pay yourself super as well as a wage. But yeah, you can also, just another side note on paying yourself a proper wage if you're a company you can also be covered under your business's work cover insurance as well if you're in Australia. So there's a few advantages there to be a little bit more legit. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, it is easier to get a loan from a bank. So if you're looking to you know, refinance a home loan or buy a second property or an investment property or, or whatever, or your first property even, if you are paying yourself a set weekly wage, paying tax, Etc. Etc. It all looks legit above board. You're not pocketing most of the cash. I mean, that's a whole other story. Yes, you can pocket cash, but you know it's not that great. If you've got if you've got big goals, if you want to grow, you you want cash in your business. 
So not really the best thing, but yeah, certainly if you want to borrow money in the future, paying yourself a regular wage is a nice a nice thing to do and a bank will treat you a lot more nicely if they can see that you've been doing that for a, you know, a certain period of time. But main point is you need to feel financially rewarded for all the hard work you put in because it's very, very hard to sustain working ridiculous hours, working hard, dealing with clients, doing all the things. It's very, very hard to keep doing that for years on end when you're not seeing the benefits of of that in your personal bank account. So I'd recommend speak to your financial advisor, your bookkeeper, your accountant, have a look at how much you can afford and start paying yourself. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's on the payroll or you're a sole trader and and you're just withdrawing a regular amount, as long as you're regularly withdrawing it. But yeah, like I said, get that advice first, but it feels a whole lot better when you start to feel rewarded from all the hard work that you have been putting in over over the long term. So, let me know. How do you feel about this? Um, you can send me a DM on Instagram. Do you pay yourself a wage? Uh, maybe you didn't for a long time and you've started, you know, and you want to share how how good that felt. I'd love to hear. Send me a DM. My Instagram handle is at Lauren Lappin underscore. And yeah, like always, I love to see how you're listening to this podcast. Snap a selfie, snap a photo of what you're doing, even just screenshot the episode you're listening to. I love to see how and where you're listening to this. Make sure you tag me though so I can see it. I nearly always repost onto my own stories. So I love to see how you are listening to the Lash Business Lounge and I love to hear what you think of each episode and what you got from it. So that is all I've got for you today. I will see you all online soon.